Hello, Auburn family. This is Jason Campbell, your host on the Own to Victory podcast, or our collective here at Auburn. Man, we got a special show tonight. Everyone knows we had a big game on Saturday. Uh, this team coming off a win against Mississippi State last weekend. And get a chance to go to Vanderbilt, get a chance to go to Nashville. And, you know, we got two former faces on the Auburn team that that knows a little bit about Vanderbilt. And I think they could tell us a lot more than probably me or anybody else at Auburn. So welcome, Elijah. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, like, you know, this has been a season of kind of a roller coaster. You know, you start off 3-0, then you lose four SEC games in a row. And then you get out, uh, get Mississippi State back at home last week, and you back on the winning side of things. How far? How how the season? How's it feeling for for you? Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, it's been a season of runs, and I think you know we're on the third third run coming up, back end stretch, <laughs> and hopefully we can you know run the table and do what we want to do. But um, as far as me, you know, I've been you know, pleased with the way we've you know grown as a team throughout the year. Um, I've been happy with how we've you know shown resilience through the the meat of our schedule, and you know continue to although. Will not end end up with wins on the score sheet. We we built, you know, um, good winning habits uh, in a way throughout those games and kind of learned how good we can be, uh, which will set a foundation up, you know, not only for this year but for the, for the, not only for the many games on the schedule this year but for the future. I mean, and personally, I feel like I'm you know continuing to grow as a player. You know, making the plays that come to me. You know, you know, do what I can to compromise that defense. So overall, I feel good and, and like I said, I, I feel great about where we're gonna you know, end up this season. Yeah, you talk about that, you know, that learning curve for this whole team and everything. Like, that had to be a tough stretch. You know, you go to A&M, you get LSU, you got Georgia, you got Ole Miss, and you knew it was going to be a tough gauntlet at that time. But just talk about, you know, the toughness part of it. Like, you know, you go through a, a stretch like that, but then last week y'all come out with the win against Mississippi State. From inside a locker room, what was y'all, like, confidence, morale like? like during that tough stretch and then like understanding how you dig yourself out of it and come out against Mississippi State and, and continue to play hard. Yeah, I think, you know, it was like, you know, as a player, you're frustrating at times because you're not winning the games, but we knew that we were, you know, playing, you know, well enough to win in a way uh, with a handful of plays here or there in, you know, Ole Miss, A&M, um, and Georgia. Uh, so we were confident in our ability and how we could, you know, turn the season around just a matter of how quickly we wanted to do it. And, you know, doing getting that win last week against Mississippi State allowed us to kind of set a precedent for where we want to, you know, end up this year. And like like I said, it was tough to lose those games. And, you know, in the locker room, we were a little frustrated, but we knew we had to stay true to the process and, you know, in order to, you know, get the wins. Yeah, because you look at the look at how things are can shape up towards the end of the season. You know, you always want to take them one game at a time. But, you know, for me, I it just shows like, hey, you start off pretty good. All of a sudden, you hit a tough stretch. Like you said, there were some tough games in there that either could have went either way. But then you learn from it. You mature as a team. You say, get the win last week. But if you can stack up a few wins here before you get to the Iron Bowl, man, the Iron Bowl can be a bigger bowl for us, and it can be us knocking them out of the SEC West uh, championship race. So there's just so much still to play for and so much in front of you guys. But as you gear up to go back, you know, what I call home, just because you was there for four years and – and everything at Vanderbilt, at Vanderbilt, you know, Vanderbilt has always, to me, gave great guys. Like, I mean, great character guys and hardworking guys and guys that don't that don't complain. You know, I was able to play with a couple of them in the pros, and they've always, like, just solid dudes, man. And uh, 
And you kind of know what you're getting when you go to Vandy that, you know, they're going to fight you hard. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, I know we played there. We ended up winning 24-21 one time, and it was a dog fight. You yeah. know, it's just a dog fight. What's the mentality that that you guys should expect when you walk into Vanderbilt on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, being in that locker room for the last, you know, four years and knowing, you know, what it's like to play a team like Auburn, a team that has a ton of tradition, that has high-level players with the logo walking in, I know in that locker room they're preaching um, that they have a huge opportunity to you know, knock off a team that has great tradition and knock off a team that has notoriety in this league and, you know, in this um, in the country. And they're confident that they can, you know, have an opportunity to change the trajectory of their program by making a statement win like this, particularly at home where it's tough to, you know, play for opposing people because there's not a, a lot of, you know, fanfare and like like sold-out crowds that we have in, 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 in our stadium. So – um, it's it's a game that you know you know can sneak up on you if you let it. So I know in that locker room they're preaching the opportunity that they have to knock off a team that has great notoriety like Auburn. Yeah, that's the thing about Vanderbilt is because you know some people are saying well they lost to Ole Miss so now they know they're probably out of bowl contention. But I'm just like you still got games to play. These guys still playing for the futures. I was just like you know college football now is almost like NFL where. Either you're going to show up or you're going to be replaced. So, you know, this is the opportunity for them to put on film and everything moving forward. And they're under a renovation. You know, they was having over 40,000 people right now doing a renovation. So they're only allowing 28,000 people to be in the game. But the renovation is going to be nice when they finish. Uh, supposed to be done in two years. And But when you talk about, you know, just a fan base perspective, how is it, you know, as a as like – when you guys are out in the community, how do they look at y'all and when you was in Vandy at the time? I mean, it's a little different. You know, a lot of SEC schools are huge state schools. and They have a ton of, you know, people invested in the program, particularly because a lot of people that go to that school, whereas Vanderbilt's only 7,000 undergrads. So you don't get, mm -hmm. the, you know, the love from the, – the amount of love from the people on campus um, as you do as a big, big university like here. Um, but as far as, you know, walking around and, and feeling that love and support from the program, you do get that just on a smaller scale because there's not that many yeah. people and you're, and you're in the middle of a city. Um, so it's, it's just a little difficult. You know, it can be frustrating at times when you're a player and you see these other schools, particularly in your league, who are getting, you know, sold out crowds and getting love and accolades and just, you know, feel like the college experience they're getting is great and you're not getting that. Um, it's just different because there's such a small sample size of undergrad graduate students and it's in the heart of a city that has country music and hockey and <laughs> have to balance those things. So it's definitely different. There's a lot going on besides just football there. Of course you got the Titans, but at the end of the day, you got some great food as well. You know, a lot of, a lot of options to go out and eat and uh, do different things. I'm looking forward to myself Friday night, trying to get me a good dinner uh somewhere you know so uh it's a lot of options in nashville. i actually like nashville as a, set, as a city it's really nice um talk about the game a little bit you know you're going to get some of your former guys that you know personally you've seen them in practice you put on the helmet with them how do you feel emotionally how do you feel like you know i know it's kind of weird sometimes seeing some of your former guys I remember the next level i played a former team that i was once quarterback of it was that weird feeling at first, and you just couldn't wait to get the game started so you can kind of, like, just get to playing football. How's it been for you this week? Yeah, it's been, you know, a little, like you said, a little weird. Just these are friends I've shared four years of experience with and that are, like, my best friends. I mean, like, we, we talk all the time and just 
you know, hanging out and talking about, you know, life outside of football, football, mental health, everything in between. So it's going to be a little weird at first. And I think I'm just really prepared to get the game kicked off so I can get that weirdness out and just, you know, focus on, you know, playing at my level and, like, playing with confidence and more more confidence in a way than I would another game because I know the opponent so well. Um, and, and I do know that they're better than their record shows. I know the guys in the locker room. I know the talent they have on that roster. Um, although they haven't shown it particularly throughout every single week and every single game, I do know they played Georgia Tough for three quarters at their place. And um, I know that they have some talent in that locker room. So I'm excited to go against them and I'm excited to, you know, represent you know, Auburn, you know, against my former team, my guys, and just you know, get the game kicked off so we can get, the, get all the weirdness out. Yeah, hey, you expecting a lot of people here at their yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. So uh, my, my dad, um, my aunt and uncle, my dad's side come every single game. I uh, haven't missed a game since I don't even remember middle school probably. But, you know, my mom and my younger siblings don't get to go to a lot of games because you know, they're, they're, they're younger, they got school, they got everything in between. Um, but yeah. they're actually coming to this one, which is nice. So I have uh, both sides of my family. Uh, former friends. This would be, be a nice family affair for me because they know the stadium. They know in Nashville. They know, you know, I'm, I'm coming uh, back to a place where I, I spent a lot of years. So I have my whole family there. I'm so excited because it, it's a rare occasion. So yeah. Nah, that's awesome, man. I can't wait to see it for you. And, uh, you know, you hope you go out there and be healthy and have a great game and everything. Look at their roster from an offensive standpoint. You know, they play three different quarterbacks. You know, I know Swan was supposed to be the guy. and He kind of got nicked up. Um, then they kind of turned to Ken Seals. You know, he's a senior. You know, one of the guys kind of been around for a little bit, veteran. But then they got this Walter Taylor kid, you know, that's a big kid, 6'4". You know, actually, a guy that says 6'7", 235 pounds. <laughs> you know, that's a big quarterback, man. You almost talk about somebody the same size as, as a DN. Like, just talk a little bit about how are y'all preparing to see all three guys because you really just don't know who they're going to start just yet. But yeah. how do you prepare, like, mentally for, for that? Yeah, I mean, all three guys bring different things to the table, and we've had to play some, you know, two quarterback teams uh, so far this year. You know, even the last week we were trying to, you know, prepare, prepare for Will Rogers and then Mike Wright as well. So um, Coach Roberts does a great job of just getting us prepared for who we're going to face and all different things. But, like I said, I kind of know each person's skill set to a <laughs> yeah. team. I'm know everything that, that you know, they're going to try to do with them and try to showcase their skill sets. But preparing in all ways for all three quarterbacks, I don't think it changes, you know, our approach of how we want to play defense. Um, regardless of who's that quarterback, I think, you know, sometimes the calls will change because of, based on what the quarterback can do. But as far as what we want to do as a defense, doesn't change who's that quarterback. Uh, creating turnovers, you know, creating happy plays and running to the ball, moving fast. Um, so, yeah, whoever we'll see, I, I know we'll be prepared for. Yeah, before I let you get out of here, man, I know you know a little bit about their defense. Uh, C.J. Taylor, you know, he seems to be an absolute talent. You know, the guy has two picks, 52 total tackles on a year. Like, what makes him go? Like, what, what's like, what's his go-to? Yeah, uh, he's he's just a ball player. Like, I, I've like we call him Mr. Football. Like, it's because he, <laughs> he just—that's all he knows. That's all he does, and he yeah. can play anywhere in the country. And that's that's a you know a rarity in in some ways. Um, you know, in that locker room, he, he can play anywhere in the country, and I truly believe that because he just makes plays. He has a knack for the football. Um, he reminds me of uh, DK in, in the way he plays. He just goes 100 miles an hour uh, around the ball, whether that's coverage, coverage, tackles, big plays, interceptions, fumbles, everything in between. So uh, that's a kid I've known for a long time and a kid I know that is excited to play um, and excited to make plays uh, 
against us because he can do it. Um, but yeah, he's he just he's just a, a young ball player. He he don't really do too much. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about nothing but making plays and getting to the football. And he's he showcased that for the past few years. Yeah, he's one of those guys, man. Like you say, he can play anywhere in the country. And the other guy, Will Shepard, you know, he's probably gonna leave Vanderbilt as one of the you know legends to play yeah. at Vanderbilt. You know, this guy's been an absolute stud. You know, since he's been there. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure you know Will very well as, as, as well. And I know you have to pay attention to him a lot when you're on the field, knowing where he's at every time he lines up because he is their game changer. And, you know, so just from a standpoint from defensively, man, how do you contain a Will, Will, Will Shepard? Yeah, um, a guy who has, I think, probably 17, 18 touchdowns the last two years combined is going to you know, end up breaking – I wouldn't say breaking school record, but it's going to be end up in the top three touchdowns. And I don't care where you go, that's a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Position. Um, it's an athletic kid, a uh, kid that I, a guy that I hosted uh, when he was at Vandy, so I've known him forever. Um, just, <laughs> just, just a guy who just, you know, a, a possession jump ball receiver, right? Former yeah. basketball guy. Um, he's not going to, you know, wow you with his routes, but he does have really good straight line speed and sneaky athleticism because he's a long dude. So, just you got to get a body on them. You got to, you know, use your hands to your advantage and you got to play basketball and you got to go up and get the ball and challenge him in the air because that's what he's going to try to do, um, which I, I believe in our defensive back unit. And we've done a great job so far this year and I think they'll prepare for him. I know they'll prepare for him. Um, but that's how you kind of contain him. You got to really get a body on him, get hands on him, try to frustrate him at the line of scrimmage and um, just, you know, play the ball in the air when you can. Yeah, you talk about touchdowns. He has 21 touchdowns on his career and eight this season. Like, some guys don't get that in the whole four years of playing receiver. So, you know, what a stud he is, man. Uh, Elijah, thank you for coming on, man. I know you got to get out and get something to eat. It's linebacker night or Jack linebacker night, whatever y'all call it. I don't know what y'all call it on Thursday nights, but, you know, you guys go get full, man, get ready for the travels tomorrow to, to Nashville and wish you guys all the best, man. And like I said, I know it can feel weird playing against uh, guys that you known to love, like brothers for a long time, but you also have your brothers in the locker room now that you built chemistry with that you've also grown to to be a brotherhood with so uh just wish you all the best on saturday man thanks for coming on the podcast thanks for all you do thanks for being a great ambassador for auburn right now and uh appreciate it war eagle yes sir war eagle see you all right everybody that was elijah McAllister. you know what a game this weekend for him you know coming into this this environment that he's about to face on saturday it can be difficult from sometimes just because of simple fact that you know, you want to beat your former team, but you also, you know, you have respect for them, uh, you know, just because those are your brothers as well. And off the field, he still has communication with them. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be an, an odd moment for him. But once the once the clock starts, you know, it's all about football. And after the game, you'll be able to dap it up, hug it up and uh, reminisce a little bit about some some old times and uh and about where you at in your life at this moment. So, you know, what a great guy, man. Elijah coming onto the show. It's probably the second or third time we've had him on the podcast this year. He's always a stand up, stand up guy. And uh whatever he does after this season, he's gonna be successful. Next we got coming to the show, you'll find out real soon. <laughs> 